Hello, you are listening to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for the woman who is suffering from digestive issues like IBS and SIBO. I am your host, Carly Raven. I am a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert, and mother. My mission is to help educate you about IBS and SIBO and take you on a journey to resolving your digestive issues. I will have real conversations and give you solutions that I know actually work. So if you're ready to be bloat-free, poo better, have more energy and become free from the fear of food, then you are in the right place. Hello and welcome to episode 18 on the Nourish Gut podcast. So it's highly likely that you're here because you suffer from some form of digestive issue. And I bet that you have tried so many things already to resolve that. And a lot of them have probably been dietary changes. So maybe you've been told that you have IBS and you've tried taking out gluten and dairy. Maybe you're one of the many people that have tried the low FODMAP diet to try and help your IBS And these are really common things that people trial when it comes to trying to get some form of symptomatic relief from their symptoms. So I want to talk to you today about kind of what I see, I suppose what the issue is with these types of um, advice that gets being given and why some of this advice isn't actually addressing the underlying cause of what's going on. And then I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the other diet options um, that I use with some of my patients. And obviously it really depends on what's going on for my patients. And that involves diving deep and having one-on-one appointments and asking all of the questions and doing gut health testing and that can happen over a series of weeks before I feel really confident before you know giving my patients specific dietary advice that is personalized and individualized to them so before I do go any further I just want to make mention that this is generalized advice and you know when you're listening to something like a podcast we have to be really careful and aware of what information you're going to take away from something like this advice and trying to navigate if that's right for you or not and I feel like um, without having that one-on-one dive deep I suppose and investigating things properly, it's kind of like stabbing in the dark. So I really highly recommend that if you're not already working with someone to work um, on that and to identify, you know, the bigger picture of what's going on, because it's not just diet as well. Like you do need to, in some cases, um, take herbal antimicrobials if you've got SIBO in combination with the dietary advice to get full resolution. And some of these diets can remove foods and it can be unnecessary if it's not right. So I'm hoping that makes sense to you. And I suppose it's just a little bit of a disclaimer because I don't want you to walk away from this episode and feel like you've got answers and you're going to go and trial that because it might not be right for you. So please work with your health professional and seek someone who is specialized in gut health so that you can feel confident that that is the best advice for you. 
So I want to start by talking about the FODMAP diet because this is really, really common and it can be really great for reducing the symptoms of IBS and even SIBO. And the reason for that is it basically uh, deprives the microbiome, the bacteria in your gut of their main fuel source. Okay, so like our brains require, require glucose to function, our gut bugs need, you know, fiber and these essentially the FODMAP foods um, are really great sources to keep them happy and living and, you know, invading your gut in some cases, especially if it's overgrown. And when you stop eating that, it basically stops that fermentation that might be happening and then the excess gas production that can be occurring when you have that buildup of bacteria, in particular, if you have SIBO, right? But the problem is it's almost like a bit of a band-aid because the moment that you go out and you socialize and you have a meal that might have some onion or garlic in it, uh, you're going to get those symptoms coming back. And also from a long-term perspective, the FODMAP diet can be really, um, you know, you're cutting out amazing health foods like fruits and vegetables that are so amazing for your large intestine. You know, like we, if you have SIBO, we want to look at reducing and eliminating some of that bacteria. But at the same time, we need to nourish and, and nurture and promote growth of some of the bacteria in the large bowel. So it can be really tricky and really hard to navigate. And I've had multiple clients um, and I speak to lots of practitioners who are the same, who have clients coming to them who've been on the FODMAP diet for an extended period of time. And in my professional opinion, I don't think it should be used for any longer than six weeks. All right. And if you've been using it for any longer than six weeks, then you need to find, you know, and you're still trying to manage your IBS and SIBO symptoms, then you need to seek a different opinion so that that can be resolved. All right. And I still use the FODMAP diet in my practice um, for some clients, especially, um, you know, if there's fructose malabsorption happening and SIBO, sometimes those foods are going to put fuel on the fire and we talk about, you know, reducing them. However, there are other options. And we need to be looking at, you know, from a food intolerance perspective, um, you know, is it the FODMAP diet going to be the best or is histamine an issue? And should you be um, avoiding histamine uh, high foods or uh, is it a salicylate issue? And should you be avoiding the salicylate family? Or, you know, if you have SIBO, then looking at the SIBO uh, biphasic diet can be absolutely wonderful at helping you to reduce those carbohydrates while you're actively treating the SIBO. All right. And so you would do something like that uh, after doing testing and you've tested positive to either, you know, hydrogen or methane or hydrogen sulfide SIBO. The uh, SIBO um, doctor biphasic diet can be fabulous for treating that. Um, and there's essentially two phases, um, and it is the goal of that is to reduce the carbohydrate load. And within the biphasic diet, it also, you know, naturally reduces FODMAPs as well. It's not traditionally the low FODMAP diet, but um, it just naturally reduces the consumption of those really high FODMAP foods anyway. So it's a really great um, option for patients who have SIBO. Um, then 
what I have actually done for my patients is put together um, a full SIBO diet plan, basically. And it's the process that I take my patients through when they test positive for SIBO. And it incorporates elements of the FODMAP diet, the biphasic diet, and then also my own uh, diet and I suppose the naturopathic principles, you know, and foods that I just don't think are, you know, promoting optimal good gut health. Um, and my patients move through that over a series of weeks during the treatment and the different, I guess they're different phases that they move through, you know, and those initial phases, especially if it's SIBO, will be elements of the biphasic diet. But I think we are uh, the biggest thing I notice is then, okay, well, once you finish these diets, well, how do you get back to a diet of inclusion? And I am so, so, so passionate about creating a diet of inclusion. What I see time and time again is a diet of exclusion and people becoming fearful of food and consistently just cutting out food and it becomes this vicious cycle and then nothing is left and it just makes me feel so sad for my patients when I first start working with them because many people just they're at their wits end they feel like they can't eat anything without feeling like their digestive system is just you know, chronically bloated, in pain, in bed, running to the toilet, severely constipated. Um, and it just, you know, when you don't get, you know, you take out the gluten or you go on the low fat diet and that doesn't resolve. And then you go, oh, well, I'll try this. And then you exclude the next thing. It's just, it's not a healthy process that we need to be. And I think we need to be looking at different ways. So every patient that I work with will go through a period of time where they may need to you know, go on a diet. And I, I refer to them as diet therapies because I think just like we need to take medication or we might need to take a antimicrobial or a prokinetic agent or something like that, we need to be using diet in a short-term sense as well. And then also learning about, well, okay, what can we do beyond these initial phases of reduction of certain foods to get to the point where you've got a diet of inclusion and you're nourishing that large intestine and the microbiome and creating balance and so through all of the different phases um, that I've been working on over the past couple of years as I've been you know learning even more and more and working with my patients and seeing what works for people um, I've basically put together this plan and I'm really really proud of it um, and I just think that it's yeah really really wonderful um, and it gets people to a place where they feel comfortable and they can eat so many foods like you know I just I love it when my patients get to the end of working with me and they're eating onion and garlic and dairy and you know they've learned how to manage things from a dietary perspective um, and they know what's going to be too much and what limits and how much of certain things before that's kind of the tipping point where they could have a flare-up and things like that so I know that diet can be really confusing um, and, you know, we eat every day, three times a day at least. So, you know, the way we eat is absolutely going to affect your digestive system. So if you have IBS or SIBO or bowel disease or candida or fungal overgrowth or whatever is you've been diagnosed with, your diet is 100% going to be implicating that. 
And if you're currently stuck in the cycle of food, of you know, food avoidance and fear of food, and you've trialed so many things, I would absolutely love to work with you. Um, I have a passion for that diet of inclusion and, you know, really, truly resolving the underlying causes of what's going on so that you can get to the point where you can start to add those foods back in. Because if you started to do that now and you're like, oh, I'm just going to come off the FODMAT diet. You know, Carly's told me that it's not good for my microbiome. You could flare up and you most likely will if you don't address the underlying cause. Okay, so I want to stress that it is a diet therapy. You need to treat the underlying cause. You may need supplements at the same time and you need to get personalized advice. All right. So please don't stop trying to take out all of the foods. And if you really, really struggle with um, your diet and managing diet and you feel like you're not in the best space, I highly recommend looking into the tapping solution um, as well, because this can really help manage the anxiety that's associated with it. So if you know nothing about that, it's an app and there's also a book that I would highly recommend you download and trial using that, um, even if that gives you some support now while you you know try to find the right person to work with to address the underlying causes. And you know within three months, you could address that underlying cause and get to the place you know, easily within six months where you have a very rich diet. And I hope that if you were listening today and that is you, um, that you can get to that place this year. So please reach out if you need any more uh, help with that. Um, uh, the phases of the diet that I take my patients through is a huge element of the Nourish Gut program. Um, so please check that out. Um, and yeah, if you have any further questions, reach out more than happy to answer your questions. Um, and yeah, that's all I wanted to share with you today. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, if you haven't yet, um, downloaded my gut 40 ebook, that would also be a really wonderful, um, you know, starting point for you to kind of start getting this understanding of how important, you know, whole foods are, and it's not just about 30 grams of fiber. So Go and download that. It's for free. It's on my website. All right, I'm going to get going and I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Did you like what you heard? Please leave me a review. Would you like to join the Nourish Gut community? Then come and find me over on Facebook and Instagram. If you would like to know more about how to work with me or how to order a SIBO breath test, jump on my website. All of the links can be found in the show notes. See you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.